Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. It was so important for this franchise to keep that duo together because that is how they felt they're going to stay in title contention. And Draymond felt that as well. Yes, he had other suitors, but he understands his game, as good as he is just as himself, it takes, it's taken to a whole other level when it's paired with Stephen Curry. He didn't want to break that up either. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Yeah, we are uh, three hours in to the NBA's free agency period. And so far, I mean, the first name that came out was Draymond Green. He's staying. So far... I agree. <laughs> Today was a day of action, but not really surprising action. Yes. There there maybe is is one, maybe two things that I think kind of kind of stand out and we'll we'll get into those cuz we've got I'm sure you heard it on Sports Center just a minute ago. Our first max contract of the summer goes to Fred VanVleet, the now former Toronto Raptor who will be with the Houston Rockets. Does he uh, have the most fun name to say in all the sports? Van Vliet. I'm sure. I, I'm sure there's better. Van Vliet sounds cool. You like uh, have to say it fast. Van Vliet. I think it sounds better when he hits threes. <laughs> Van Vliet for three. Yeah. But um, see, I see. Downtown don't, I, for Van Vliet. I don't. I don't have the experience in calling Fred Van Vliet's name. Me neither. So I, I. I couldn't say if if it uh if it sounds good or not. Um, I mean Mo Bamba. That's true. I think uh, is the leader in the clubhouse right now of cool names to call in a game. Um, I think the other surprise is that Kyrie Irving's not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> he's staying in Dallas, but we'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, let's start with Draymond Green. I mean, his name yeah. was the first to come up uh, right as the clock struck noon our time, 6 p.m. Eastern. He's staying put uh, in Golden State four years uh, on average, $25 million a, deal, uh, a year. So it's $100 million over the four years. Player option in his final season. If you go by the average, a slight pay cut because he was at 27.5 mil that, in the player option he declined. So I, I'm sure there are some bonuses in here. I'm sure um, that uh, it might be front-loaded, especially with the player option. But your takeaway with Draymond Green, probably not surprising, staying put in Golden State. Yeah, similar to that audio at, at the top of the and that hour. that was Kendra Andrews, by the way, on uh, on uh, NBA Today on ESPN mm-hmm. Television. Uh, similar to that little clip, as much as there were possibilities out there, it, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around there being a good fit for him, one, and then two – another front office out there in the league that would be willing to give him more money than what Golden State would eventually give him. Even though it's it's less than that, I think it was a one-year player option, correct? Uh, the final year, yes. Yeah, so technically um, per year, he, you know, he lost a couple of million in that, but it guarantees him another four seasons with Golden State. And Golden State, is this modern era's version of the Spurs or the 90s Bulls, um, the early 2000 Lakers, where they're they're trying to keep the dynasty together for as long as possible because they work as a unit. So if we know that, they certainly know that. Um, Some would say, and I'm one of them, 
hundred million dollars over four years is a lot for four points a night. <laughs> but um, what he means uh. to Golden State and what he can provide that team, um, enhanced production, his plus minus whenever he's on the floor, they they care about all of that over there. So it there's a lot more equity, I would I would think in Golden State for Draymond than really anywhere else. Yeah, it's to me on on the surface it would sound like Draymond needs Golden State more than Golden State needs Draymond. Mm. But in, in reality, Golden State I think views it maybe not entirely the same, but Golden State does feel like it needs Draymond Green. And if you're looking at it from nearly identical salary numbers, you're looking at this happened very quickly, and you reminded me, and I, I totally forgot he was on the bag for uh, for his guys there at the uh, the match yesterday. He was, yeah, he was caddying for Steph and Clay whenever they were uh, playing against Mahomes and Kelsey. So um, I almost said it yesterday. I mentioned to you before mm-hmm. that uh, I don't think relationship would necessarily be lost if he was to go to a different team. But I was kind of like, isn't he kind of in contract negotiations with? other teams right now and he's caddying for them so i wondered oh i wonder what what's what's going on with all this and whatever it was i mean he he ultimately you know makes his his landing i think we've we've talked about it before and and now that he has made his decision according to his agent if you think about the other teams in the nba i can't imagine him wearing another jersey and i can't imagine him fitting um you know on another team the same way he has fit in Golden State, where they put up with his nonsense. Um, sometimes they embrace it. Sometimes they just, like, ignore it. Like, okay, he's him. We're going to do our thing. He's him. But, you know, he's going to come around, and he's, he's, he's our guy. Um, I don't know that any other team would, would do that. Uh, and, and that's why this almost seemed kind of inevitable, and everybody was was predicting this to begin with. Now, the other side to this is, him being on the team, the experts say, gives them the best chance to win an NBA title. Mm. I don't have Golden State as a top three team in the West. Draymond Green did not move the needle for me. And I don't know that regardless of what they would have done today, nothing that Golden State would have done would have changed my mind on on the Warriors being outside of that list of teams that would belong in that championship category. Yeah, you know, I I'm with you. Similar to when we had Law on yesterday, he, Law Murray from the yeah, Athletic. He was mentioning just how wild the West really is. I mean, the Lakers were a seven seed, and they're in the Western Conference Finals against right. Denver. So, even though I can't put them in that top three, it doesn't mean that they may not find a way to still be there. Mm-hmm. Um couple thoughts are coming to mind right now with the adage of Chris Paul who is the leader of that team to me I still think Draymond is one of those leaders and if they care enough to re-up him for another four years they care about keeping the interior of that locker room together um so I I definitely think that has a a part to play with this um yeah and and we talked too I don't I didn't think Chris Paul moved the needle all that much either for me I mean he no I don't think he's going to play 35 minutes a night. Um, and he'll probably be on the second team. It's possible. You're, you're, you're possibly right. <clears throat> excuse me, right about that. Um, we, we both know 
this is coming down to the final few years, and and maybe Draymond's Draymond Green and his contract coincides with everybody else sans clay, I think. Um, that really the Warriors have, I'd say, three years left. Their window, which is slimming, is three years to win one more title. And after that, regardless of whether they win a title or not, goodbye almost everything. Um, Including Steve Kerr, probably. Probably, if he's not gone sooner. Yeah. I mean, there are some people wondering if he'd he'd leave now. Mm. Um, but you know, Golden State being first, uh, really getting in out of the gate with with Draymond and of course Chris Paul, um, it really kind of catches the headlines. I think the other headline, um, I'll, I'll go with Fred Van Vliet. He's got a max contract, and uh, that is the first max contract here in the summer. Mm. Uh, three years, one hundred thirty million dollars. He leaves the uh, Toronto Raptors to join the Houston Rockets, a Houston Rockets team that won 22 games last year. They were 22 and 60. They were really young. Um, you know, they had Eric Gordon for a period of time and then they got shipped to, to the Clippers. The Clippers ended up cutting him to save some money. Um, not to say that Fred Van Vliet gives them like 20 more wins, but for a team that had so little experience last year, here comes a veteran at the age of 29 yeah. in the height of his career on uh, on a deal that will get him on average over $40 million a year. It's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, after he left Toronto, uh, when uh, Kawhi Leonard left Toronto, I, I should say, kind of lost sight of what was going on mm-hmm. above the border a little bit, but uh, he certainly emerged as the, the star from from there. And I think the Rockets are kind of in a similar situation that they were with Harden a few years back where they're trying to create something around a guy like this. Um, I don't know, Josh, does it change the narrative for you for Houston or are they going to maybe jump from a a 20-win team to maybe a 40-win team? Definitely not. Um, I, I don't, I don't know that they, they don't go from 22 to 42. I don't, yeah. it, it's going to take a lot more. Um, and I think this is probably the start. I think Houston's playing the long game as compared to, to the short game. Um, and, and I think we'll see what they do in the off season next year, but I think this is the start. Toronto was in a, in a mode and, and Toronto offered, uh, I think $10 million less than the Rockets. Uh, to try to keep Van Vliet. Toronto, I think, is uh, they're, they're a couple of years past um, you know that that championship year uh, with Kawhi and 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 so on. Van Vliet was the second leading scorer there in Toronto behind Pascal Siakam. Mm. Uh, I think the Raptors right now are potentially looking at a lottery pick next year. And I also think Houston is projecting as a lottery pick next year as well. Yeah. But if you've got a score, Van Vliet, I think, can get you to 20-plus points per game. You can draft someone really good out of that, um, you know, out of, out of the next year, out of the uh, out of the lottery. You know, the Rockets can trend upward. It's, Ronnie? Not, uh, uh, maybe. Maybe. I won't go as far as uh, – I won't go as far as the trust-the-process Sixers. Mm-hmm. But I will say this is kind of 
for for any Rockets fan or anybody who follows the team, that's the kind of patience I would I would advise people to explore mm. um, here over the next couple of years. We're following uh, everything. Adrian Wojnarowski is uh, the only uh, yeah he's the only person I have an alert on on Twitter. So any Adrian Wojnarowski tweet gets on my phone. Wow! Uh, immediately, no one else. No, no, no she- not no, Schefter. No, not Schefter. Believe it or not, and not even your co-host. No offense. I'm hardly on Twitter. You know this. Okay, so I, I don't blame you. I haven't wasted my time hitting a button there. <laughs> um, but but Woj bombs are so popular yep. that I figure you know on a day like this you get like a hundred tweets from from Woj. In fact, I I should count actually. No, I'm not going to do it. How many tweets he sent since noon? It's probably bordering on 60. Hope his, uh, every deal, every follow-up to a deal, um, all of that probably there. He's got some blisters forming on his thumbs. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. He's got some help from AI. Mm. Or Certainly or, audio to text. Probably. Talk to text. Well, because he's also on set, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just wrapped up. ESPN wrapped up their free agency special, but he was on set. He he probably could talk to text or talk to tweet, um, or someone's tweeting for him. I wonder or, how the the battery is on his phone. Uh, Do these guys have to charge like the rest of us? Or he's got one of those external ones. If he was smart, mm. I don't I don't know a whole lot of the AI stuff. I've I've chosen to avoid it uh, because don't take my job. Yeah. Josh isn't a fan of, I, I, of no, that. No, I don't want AI taking anybody's jobs in this business. But uh, I don't know. Chat GPT could could that send tweets? I don't know. Yes. I haven't looked into it. Oh, it can. I'm sure they can. Not that I'm in- endorsing going there, but I'm, yep. I'm sure I'm sure he's got some help. The other team we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, I like what the Lakers are doing here in uh in in free agency they've brought back a guy like Rui Hachimura they're adding a little bit of depth to their bench uh so we'll talk about that a little bit later on it's a busy show uh coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour we're going to talk to Sam Jardin from uh, the Sporting News covering the NBA we'll go through all this stuff um and then at uh, 4:30 uh Dennis Dodd from cbssports.com on the story that we'll talk about here coming up next San Diego State ain't going anywhere. Bum, bum, bum. For now. Nice. Hey, they like my timing. <laughs> I, I get laughs in the other room. You're like frozen. Timing, well done. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. It's Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right, Sam Jardin from uh, Sporting News coming up in about uh, 13 minutes. It's off the bench here on ESPN News. Uh, ESPN, hold on, ESPN News. <laughs> Hopefully we're, we haven't gone that low. Wow. Today's you know, kind of a newsy no, day, it, it though. Is an, it is a newsy day. Um, I also get caught talking while emailing. See, I need AI. If I'm going to send emails while talking, I need AI. Can we, chat can we GPT. can we uh, catalog that audio right there? Yeah, <laughs> just for later. Please do. Um, I, I just went in the last five minutes from saying I don't want that to maybe I should. Tell you one thing, AI in its current form, I'm beating that thing in one on one a hundred out of a hundred times. In what though? In basketball. Guard me. 
Bring it. You're saying. You put a computer out there with ChatGPT open, <laughs> I'm scoring on that thing a hundred times in a row. Uh, I was hoping you were actually going to say Allen Iverson, and then I would just knock that down. Uh, like uh, Different AI. Yeah. He's the answer. Uh, the, the big news today, at least for us, is that San Diego State is not leaving the Mountain West. Crazy. At least not right now. Um, Pete Thamel first reporting from ESPN that they are intending to tell the Mountain West that they are committed to the Mountain West, at least as far as until they get some kind of offer. But there is none. And today was the deadline for uh, for them to make a decision to leave and only have to pay $16.5 million if they did it Anytime else, uh, it would be 35, uh, 34. So um, if they want to leave and only pay $16.5 million, it would have to be for 2025. The other thing worth noting, according to Pete Thamel, is that uh, the conference withheld its rights payments. And what that is is television, all the money from television gets divvied up to the different schools. Now, Hawaii gets less because it's football only, yeah. and it's a fraction of that because Hawaii has its spectrum deal. So Hawaii does get a little bit of both, um, but nobody got theirs. It's been withheld probably because of this. So there is still some questions that are out there. For example, um, how does the conference view this? Like, Did the conference view San Diego State is leaving? And if they viewed San Diego State as intending to leave, does the conference have to recognize them coming back? Or hmm. does the conference believe, oh, yeah, they're, they're already here, you know, whatever, we don't have to say anything, but, you know, okay, we're, we're moving on with San Diego State. Um, but we, we've talked about this so much, and there were people who did not believe me when I said it. Um, you you kind of believed. Yep. You, you, you stuck by me. When the callers were like, I think San Diego's gone. There's no chance they're coming back. And I said to people, 30% chance. There, there, There is a chance it is getting dimmer and dimmer for them. And I think they knew it. Pac-12 didn't have a TV deal. and They won't have one for three weeks at least. Uh, they don't think they'll announce one before their media days in three weeks. Mm. Um, the Big 12 already has a deal. Yep. Uh, and... As we are hearing more and more, and you'll hear my conversation with Dennis Dodd next hour, San Diego State's probably like fifth or sixth on the list of realignment schools. We know it's Colorado, it's Arizona, and if you want to go further in the Pac-12, you go into the into the corners and you find Oregon and Washington. Uh, San Diego State is not there, um, and and I think. There's a realization here to that school that they thought something was coming and they were dead wrong. Man, I I really this narrative developed over time, Josh. At first when it you know, we were first talking about it, it was almost a sure thing. Uh when we had Gloria Navarez on what was it, three weeks ago? Something like that. It was at least perceived from us that it was a sure thing from what she was saying to us in that conversation. Um, but then they came out and asked for an extension. And the only way you can read that, if you read between the lines, is they're asking for more time. Which is exactly what they wanted, yeah. They really just wanted more time. Yeah. Um, and were not willing to pay the additional fine to buy that time. Um, 
And then at that point, when we don't hear anything from the Pac-12, because the Big 12 was kind of up in the sky anyway for yeah. them. I mean, they're, for the most part, set. I mean, they just got their TV deal. Yep. Um, and, and they formally announced it starting in 2025. You know, it's really, they don't, they don't have as much pressure as the Pac-12 does. Um, it's just figuring out can, who do you get in 2020. And I think the Pac-12 deal, I think the Big 12 is waiting on the Pac-12 deal to see what they can actually go after. Mm. I think the other realization for San Diego State is it is very likely that the Pac-12 deal, what you'd get per year, mm-hmm. would probably be less than what you'd have to pay the Mountain West to leave. Exactly. They they would be lucky to break even. Mm-hmm. That that's what I was kind of observing as well. And we, we we don't have all of the intel to make a you know a a true educated guess on that. But that's the way it seems right now. It it would cost them more to leave the Mountain West than it would to join the Pac-12. You know what this does to, for for me too is this puts the Mountain West and and not just the Mountain West, but I think it puts other group of five conferences in a position of power. Um, you know, if, if San, as long as San Diego State is there, and I don't think it's permanent, um, but I also don't think, I, I don't know who would come through and be like, hey, we, we want you and we value you. I don't see the Pac-12 doing it. I don't see the Big 12 doing it. So I, I feel like San Diego State's probably going to be in this for the long haul. But I think group of five, group of five conferences win here today. I think if the Mountain West really wanted to, I think the Mountain West could be a player yeah. in, a, in, ex, in expanding. I think the NCAA is actually more for group of five conferences than we might have previously thought. Mm-hmm. When you think about the expansion of the college football playoff to 12 teams, right. one of those six, first six conferences is a group of five conference winner, right. the highest ranked one. So... They're wanting to bring in the the Cincinnati's, the UCF's of the, the the past few years. If you look at what they're trying to do on the basketball side too, the NCAA is seriously considering expanding sixty four teams to ninety. I hate that. I'm not a big fan of it either. However, they're trying to create more opportunities for smaller schools. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I see the attempt. I don't I don't think it would work. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah. My concern is, you know, how does the Mountain West want to proceed? Because I, I do think yeah, they could be a candidate to expand. My concern is, if you expand, do you have a need for a football-only school? Mm. That That is the only and, – and, and granted, it is projecting to a place that we don't know. And you're hinting about UH. Yes. Yep. If you find a way to expand and you're able to say, I don't know if it's possible, um, but you, let's say Stanford Cal. I don't know what's going to happen to Stanford and Cal here. Yeah. But let's say Pac-12 starts to disintegrate and they're looking out. Big 12's not going to want them. If they start reaching out to the Mountain West, and again, all very much hypothetical, you're adding two schools, all their sports, then what about do you have a need for to Hawaii. even things out with Hawaii? That I think is is the biggest concern. But I don't know that I see that. I, I think there's for the Mountain West. I think things 
are are exciting now because there's the possibility for more. I think the same thing of the American. The American Athletic Conference is in a position of power now if it wants to be. I think of Conference USA. I think if there's going to be a lot of interesting movement, you're only going to get a few teams here and there moving Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10. Yeah. The interesting movement is what we could see for the group of fives because I think you could see a whole bunch of movement there, uh, especially with FCS teams. And if they're going to move, they better do it now mm. before that uh, uh, that rights fee extends out because right now it's $5,000 to move up. Might be $5 million soon. Unreal. Uh, Sports Center's on the way. Sam Jardin. From Sporting News coming up, we'll get through NBA free agency fun. That's next on ESPN Honolulu. Our Zephyr Insurance text line is at 808-296-1420. You can uh, get in touch with us there as we uh, have been spending some time on uh, San Diego State staying in the Mountain West, what that means, I think, for Hawaii, what that means for uh, the rest of the conference. We'll get back to that coming up in a little bit. But we have been in free agency mode in the NBA for the last three hours and 33 minutes. And as we go to the Aloha Kia hotline here on ESPN Honolulu, we welcome in Sporting News uh, NBA writer Sam Jardin. Our Aloha Kia hotline brought to you by Aloha Kia. At Aloha Kia, you know a guy. Go to Aloha Kia. We were talking at the beginning of the show, Sam, that it seems like not a lot has changed. The the dollar figures have. Uh, some of the teams and names remain the same. I think the biggest one that has been the big changes is Fred Van Vliet. But here in the first three hours and 33 minutes or so, uh, what's been your big takeaway from some of the free agency movement here? Yeah, you know, I think you're exactly right. The The main story, I would say, is lots of people right now staying put rather than a lot of big moves. Um, I mean, you got Draymond Green sticking with the Warriors, uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, with the Mavs. Even Chris Middleton with the Bucks is another big re-signing. Um, but yeah, really, in terms of big moves, I think you nailed it. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is, is the biggest name to be on the move right now. I like that move for the Rockets. You know, need a savvy sort of veteran bring in to um, help a young team, sort of help guide those young players they've got there. But, yeah, right now I think it's mostly, uh, like you said, dollar dollar figures are changing, but teams and, and players where they're playing is not right now. So Let's let's start with uh, with Draymond. And I also want to talk to you about the Sixers situation. We'll, we'll do that in a little bit. But let's start with Draymond because it really didn't sound like any other place would have been a fit for him. Um, you know, he really needed Golden State. Golden State, uh, I, I think as tight-knit as they are, really wanted him. It was just a matter of Draymond Green testing the waters and seeing what was available to him. But him coming back, Chris Paul being there as well, uh, how do you see that fitting together? Yeah, you know, keeping that core three of Draymond, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson was definitely the number one priority um, for the Warriors this offseason, and they managed to do that. It came at the cost of Jordan Poole, obviously, leaving for, for Washington. But they kept those core three together, which was their number one objective, and I think it'll be good for them. How Chris Paul fits into things is going to be really interesting. You already have Steph Curry as you know, one of the elite point guards in the NBA. Uh, more, of a, more of a shooter, Chris Paul, obviously, more of a playmaker. I think you know, the offense will probably run pretty similarly. It'll be interesting to see where they sort of slide Chris Paul in as, as the one, and maybe they'll have Steph... Stepping Clay kind of playing off of them more as shooting guards, but uh, really keeping Draymond was so crucial, not only for, you know, the locker room, but just the way they play on the floor. 
uh, the pick and roll game with Steph Curry. They can continue to to do that. So I think they achieved what they wanted to do, which is keep the continuity, which has brought them four championships, you know, in the in the last decade or so. Um, so yeah, I think they've they've done what they wanted to do, and it'll be interesting to see how Chris Paul fits in. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. You know, can't can't see until they actually get out there on the floor. And the other part of it too is, you know, you you talk about those names, but you, you got to talk about um, their depth as well. I mean, Wiggins is still there. Um, he he's got upside. They do lose Divincenzo, um, but depth wise, Golden State seems even with the loss of Pool, Golden State seems to be okay. Yeah, I agree definitely. You know, they've they've pushed the finances kind of to the brink, but I think Pool leaving helped them out a little bit there. It gave them the the leeway to kind of rework uh, Draymond's deal a little bit, um, bring him back. And, yeah, you know, they still have most of the same core that led them to a championship two years ago, um, including Wiggins. Like you said, he's a really underrated guy on that team. Um, and, yeah, the addition of Chris Paul, you know, if you're going to do a straight swap of Poole and, and Chris Paul, I think, you know, Chris Paul's a really savvy guy that's proven, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't gotten over the final hurdle yet, but he's proven he can be a really impactful player in the playoffs, and, and that's where they see themselves, you know. There are some questions about are the Warriors going to have to really overhaul things, and I think they've pretty resoundingly answered no. You know, we, we still like what we've got. We know we can rely on these guys when it counts. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think they're, they're definitely, you know, continuing to push for success rather than trying to, you know, maybe have a slight rebuild. I don't think anyone thought it would be a total rebuild, but they're definitely they're still competing for championships. I think that's the message, message they're trying to send. Uh, one uh, piece of news that just came down here, uh, Dennis Schroeder is going to the uh, Toronto Raptors, uh, leaving the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, career average, 14 points per game over 10 seasons. Uh, but this kind of um, this kind of on the heels of something he said to uh, – uh, I, I don't know what outlet he said it to, but he basically didn't feel like – LeBron James and Anthony Davis didn't do enough to get back at Draymond Green because they felt like Draymond Green is the word that's used here in this piece is bullying. Um, but Schroeder was, um, you know, a, 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 an interesting depth piece for the Lakers. He now goes to the Raptors. Is that surprising? Um, you know, I think they moved really quickly to re- replace Van Vliet. Obviously, Van Vliet went to Houston. They needed to fill that void. Um, and I think, you know, they're, they needed a point guard who, like you said, he's not going to be the guy, but he can. he's a steady hand. He can play a role, um, play a role in close games. He can get hot from deep. And he was on a great contract for the Lakers. You know, the, the Raptors had to pay him a little more, but I still think they got him on a good, a good deal. Looks like it's two years, $26 million. So for a you know, contributor as a, a point guard um, and an offense that's going to be younger, I think for the Raptors with, you know, Van Vliet moving on, it'll be, it'll, I think it's a good fit. You know, it's, um, it's a good price and I think they'll like what they get from him. Sam Jardin covers the NBA for sporting news. He joins us courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline here on ESPN Honolulu. Sam, we're going to keep our attention in the West just for a second. Do you see any of these free agent moves uh, making all that big of a difference in the West in taking down Denver? Cause to me, Denver is still unquestionably the number one. Absolutely. I think until another team sort of dethrones Denver after the really incredible postseason run they had this year, they're going to be the team to beat. Um, I think, you know, the Warriors is an interesting case of how, how they'll sort of answer after a down year by their standards, which, you know, only winning one playoff series is still not that bad. 
But um, I think, yeah, absolutely, Jokic has, has shown that he can really, um, he can just step up in such a huge way and contribute all over the floor when it, in the, in the postseason. He's proven that this year. Um, I think absolutely they're the team to beat, and they have the pieces and they have the sort of continuity ahead that they can continue to be the team in the West and maybe even the NBA as a whole for a couple of years to come. I want to turn to the East a little bit because, um, you know, Philadelphia has been one one of the teams to look at here over the last couple of days, not necessarily because of free agency, but because they have James Harden and he um, is a potential guy that can get traded here. What is likely? It, it seems like the the relationship between Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers is progressively looking like it's not as great as it maybe could have been. Uh, what do you see as the likely scenario here for Harden and the Sixers? Yeah, Harden, I don't think Harden wants to stay in Philly much longer. Um, basically what he did is he opted into the final year of his contract recently, but that didn't sort of force Philadelphia's hands because at the end of the season now he's getting to become an unrestricted free agent. And if the Sixers want anything in return for him, they're going to have to deal him this offseason um, or before the trade deadline. So, you know, I think he, he clearly wants a trade. He wants out, and it's not a new story for him. He's been, you know, requesting a lot of trades in the last few years of his career. He's bounced around a lot, and it's never really seemed to click. Um, but, yeah, I think he's, he's looking to join a contender, certainly. He doesn't want to, you know, there was some talk that he would, maybe return to Houston, but now that Fred Van Vliet is in Houston, that's completely off the table. Um, I think even before Van Vliet joined the Rockets, Harden definitely wants to play for a contender. He's not really looking to walk into a rebuilding franchise. So, um, yeah, you know, right now I would say the front runners seem to be the Clippers and the Knicks in terms of interest around James Harden. Uh, the Clippers seem to be kind of uh, inching ahead in that race. Harden is from L.A., so, you know, he's familiar with the city. I think he'd enjoy playing there. Um, but it's kind of interesting to see what the Sixers will be able to get for him. He is a, an mm-hmm. aging veteran. He's proven he can still you know, perform well in the playoffs at times, but a little inconsistent. And, yeah, I think what they get for him is going to be interesting because they're going to want to get a lot. Daryl Morey is going to want a big return. Not sure if he's going to get everything that he wants uh, out of James Harden. So. Are you swinging at uh, the pitch, if you will, uh, that – potentially there's something going down between Portland and the Sixers with the Sixers not picking up Maxie's deal and they're trying to move Harden. Could, are you are you biting on that at all? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, it's an interesting theory. Uh, I saw Brian Wintour's the BSPN earlier today even suggested that Maxie is a potential piece that the Sixers could be looking to trade. Because, you know, they've got the MV, the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, yep. of the league, and they have the piece that they can build around. But it's just trying to maximize the window that they've sort of set up for themselves. So if they can get something for Maxi, I think, I think Maxi is still probably in the plans, in the long-term plans for the Sixers. Um, but if they can swing a trade for him with someone like Portland, who even knows? I mean, uh, Damian Lillard's situation is still a little unsteady. It seems like it's a bit more amicable than it was a couple weeks ago, but he's still definitely a name to watch. You know, anything can happen here. Um, I think it's possible, but I think, you know, I, I think the Sixers want to keep Maxi. They definitely want to build around Embiid. So it's just trying to figure out how they can maximize their return on Harden uh, if they do deal in this offseason, which it looks like they will, to try and just get the most pieces to, to sort of add around, you know, their, their big men. So. Sam Jordan, check out his work at Sporting News covering the NBA. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the frenzy here over the next couple of days. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Sam and all of our guests appear courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline at Aloha Kia. You know a guy. Go to uh, alohakia.com. Your takeaways. I mean, so far, um, Lakers lose Schroeder, but they bring in Gabe Vincent. They keep Hachimura. Uh, I, I think they've, they've got Cam Reddish, I think, if I, I read correctly. Um, Lakers seem to be kind of keeping on par. Yeah, uh, Reddish, two-year deal, $4.63 million. Yeah. West seems to be kind of loading up, yep. it, it appears. I, I feel like the Lakers uh, dodged a bullet here. With with Schroeder, he was kind of a liability uh, in the playoffs. Uh, very quick to foul trouble, um, would turn the ball over. Wasn't getting a ton of points production for them. When you need to give LeBron more and more rest mm-hmm. at, at this stage of the, in his career, so um, I think yeah, they're they're on top right now in that um, in their. Uh, free agency dealings, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make another move or two before this thing's all done. Yeah, I, I think they're okay. I, I, I don't know that any of this is maybe... I, I think at best, the Lakers were a seven seed last year because of injuries. I think at best, they've kind of moved into maybe maybe a top five. Yeah. Um, Injuries are going to be a huge again with LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. I, I was taken away by something Dennis Schroeder said. We, we mentioned Schroeder signing that deal with Toronto. He felt like it was hard to do to stand up to Draymond Green when they had that Warriors-Lakers series yeah. because he didn't feel like AD and LeBron would because of their relation, their friendship with Draymond. So as that series was kind of getting going and Draymond was starting to be kind of a bully, he, he felt like, uh, LeBron and AD weren't standing up for him. Uh, who cares? <laughs> who cares? It's about winning. If it's about winning, then stand up for your teammate. I, mm, I, At some I, point... I, th- I get what he's saying, but also we, we're in a new era in the NBA where guys have long-standing relationships with each other. It's not like the 90s where mm-hmm. they're comfortable holding grudges for the rest of their lives. You don't think the fraternizing is a little too much, though? Um, Not with a guy like Draymond. How can you take anything that guy says seriously? <laughs> He's a clown. Yeah, I, I get that. Be above it. I get it. LeBron's above it, and guess what? The Lakers won that series. Yeah. They didn't have to engage in it. Draymond averages four points a night. I'm not yeah. talking with him. Look at the scoreboard. Right. He he's a he's a podcaster that happens to play basketball. <laughs> you really rank him so low. Uh yeah, I'm I'm just tired of the the hogwash. Man. What did Draymond ever do to you? Just I don't know. Like at, at this point. How can you take much of what he says seriously? He's right up there with Kyrie, in my opinion. Wow. Hey, Draymond does not believe in flat earth. Okay, he's got that. (laughs) He's seen a globe. Uh, Let's get our M. Dyer Global scoreboard in here. It's brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. Uh, Yankees-Cardinals postponed uh, because of rain. They're going to have a doubleheader tomorrow. Mm. Uh, So note that. Top of the ninth in the uh, in New York, the Giants leading the New York Mets five to four. 
It's funny. I was looking at my uh, my app earlier, and it looked like it was different. It's five to four. It seemed like the Giants were losing for a while. Uh, top ninth. That's on our sister station, CBS fifteen hundred. Uh, top eight in Pittsburgh, Milwaukee leading the Pirates seven to four. Going to the bottom of the eighth in Atlanta. Uh, this is uh, this is a close game. Braves leading the Marlins sixteen to four. You never know nowadays. Bottom six, uh, Astros five, Rangers three. Going to the six, Dodgers five. Uh, Kansas City Royals, two, and they are underway. By the way, the Royals traded a role to Chapman to the uh, Texas Rangers. He gone. He is. Uh, he's on a contender now. Uh, Diamondbacks, Angels, no score, top one. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global moving Hawaii into the future. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. We'll turn back to NBA free agency coming up in about 12 minutes. We've got our uh, first look at traffic on the way as well. It's off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco, thanks so much for taking us along with you as we close out your uh, uh, close out your week. Get you into a, uh, I don't know, what do we call it? Short week? Shorter week? Mm-hmm. Abbreviated? I wonder um, if anybody thought about taking Monday off. Mm. I mean, we clearly didn't. Yeah. We're here on Monday. I'm thinking about it, but no, I'm not. Or I was thinking about it. I'm going to pretend that I, <laughs> that I that you didn't say that. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, no, but, I uh, love watching Josh <laughs> just get worked up. It's fun. No, it wasn't It wasn't being worked up. It, I went from my, my co-host hat to my management hat I know. in about three seconds. But the, there's nothing behind what I just no, said. No, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I I joked to somebody I think yesterday I said uh, if someone was really smart and accrued a lot of vacation that they might lose very soon, me, but I'm not smart because mm. I've probably lost vacation since the pandemic because mm. I don't I think I've taken like half a day in the last couple of years and I think my half day was actually like bereavement leave i don't think i've i don't think i've taken vacation mm. so i've i've probably donated vacation back to the company you're welcome um but if you accrued enough today yeah monday tuesday give yourself a five-day weekend i wonder if anybody had thought of that before this weekend if you had a five-day week- weekend would you stay on island or would you go to the mainland um Probably would stay on island. Mm. I, I I got a mainland trip coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I have gone to the mainland a lot in the yeah, last yeah. Uh, yeah. six months, so I think I'm good with either being here or if I had a five day weekend, I think I'd probably do a do an inner island trip. Um, my sister's actually, uh, if I haven't gotten an update on her, she was actually due today. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Uncle uh, Josh. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, she was in labor as of 4.30 this morning. Every time I come in, I'm going to be like, what's up, Onks? Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare do that. <laughs> I do not I do not want to be called uncle. That's, not, not with the L either. U-N-K-O. Not U-N-K-O. Uncle Josh. Not U-N-K-L-E uncle or Josh. C-L-E because I just misspelled uncle for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Um, Ding. That... 
that, thanks. You're welcome. That is a sign that I have reached the next stage of my life. And I don't know that I am ready for uncle stage. <laughs> so, yeah, just let's let's keep that out of the vocabulary for a little while. Yeah, I, what would you do if you, if you had uh, five days? Uh, if Shohei was playing on the coast, I'd go watch Shohei. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. Get a couple of games in there. Mm-hmm. You were um you were saying something about Shohei to me earlier today. Yeah. Uh because uh we know he is going to be a designated hitter in the All Star game. We don't know starting pitchers yet. He has competed in the home run derby. Mm-hmm. Um you want to see him in it, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I, I wanna see the best in the biz hitting tanks. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind he was in it last year and he lost. Get him in there again. If you're Major League Baseball, throw whatever money you can to throw to get him in that game. You, the ratings will be off the chart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's must-watch television. It is, uh, and he, and by the way, he hasn't decided. He's he's unsure um, because he has been asked about it here in in the last couple of days. You know, it, the the one thing that Major League Baseball has done right with that as compared to the, – the, the most comparative thing is the slam dunk competition in the yep. NBA's All-Star Weekend is that nobody that's an A or B A or B ranked player or rated player would ever compete in the slam dunk competition now. Yep. Way back when, yes. Totally different. Now, take a guess. As to who's in the uh, slam dunk competition, you have a really hard time. At least Major League Baseball has had its stars kind of you know, taking away the myth that if you compete in the home run derby, it's going to mess up your swing and it's gonna you're going to struggle in the second half of the year and it's not going to be worth it. <laughs> baseball is uh, baseball is interesting like that. The the thinking the um... I get it. I I guess. Be a kid. Have fun. Yeah. I mean, you have fun. Your you swing isn't going to be messed up for one night. When you're swinging every day, thousands of repetitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I do understand, though, because you, you go through batting practice a certain way. Sure. You swing a certain way. And you're when, tempted to swing off balance. Right. And so the only swings you're taking to the home run derby, and I, and I do believe part of it is an excuse, but if you're thinking about like your team and you don't want to get yourself into fly ball mode when you get back and all of a sudden you're popping stuff up to, to center and to right and uh, you know not driving in runs. I get it. I think Shohei could go over for the second half of the season after the all-star break and still get a $600 million contract. Yeah. But also the angels would miss the playoffs. Aren't they going to miss the playoffs anyway? No, they're in the running right now. Okay. Yeah, the the Angels have have been okay. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're kind of riding the ship. They're they're second in the division, uh, looking up at Texas. Or I'm sorry, third in the division now. They're six back. Um, if you factored in the wild card, the Angels are just one back of the last wild card spot. Granted, it's still early. They've they've played what 83 games, mm. so we're just past the midway point. But they're right there. Okay. Um, we haven't been able to say that before. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so this is a little bit different. We have to get used to that. We have to get used to the fact that they're not going to trade Otani at the trade deadline. He'll be there through the remainder of the year, and then after that, we'll we'll find out. Yep. I mean, yeah, I would I would love to see Otani in the home run derby. I mean, M- Mookie Betts is going to be in it. Um, I'd love to see it. 
but I've gotten my fill of it. So if he doesn't do it, I wouldn't be mad mm. because I've already seen it once, and he lost. So mm. and he gave it a he gave it a good effort, and he had fun, and I enjoyed that. Sports Center's on the way. Traffic as well. It's off the bench. ESPN Honolulu. Three years, one hundred twenty-six million dollars for Kyrie Irving, and. As I hear Tim McMahon earlier on uh, on ESPN television on their NBA free agency special, the, the first question I'm asking myself, Hunter, is did you uh, not watch the last half of last year? Yeah, or the last five games. Right. When they totally decided to shut it down. Right. Like, I, I, I feel like this is spending money to spend money, thinking that you can still fit this round piece into this square hole. Yeah. And you're so stubborn and you know it doesn't fit, but you're still trying to fit it and you're still trying and trying and trying. And then you break the piece. Like, I don't I don't understand what the Mavericks see in still trying this Kyrie Irving um Luka Doncic relationship here. Yeah. Yeah, this is puzzling to me. Why would you Shut the season down last year if you're not going to trade this guy. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can think of is that they see that if they don't pay the max for Irving, that they potentially see that they can bring in some pieces that those pieces uh, – again, I'm only I'm, – I'm trying – I'm not saying I agree with it, um, but I'm trying to put myself in the Maverick shoes that – by being able to spend a little more money on some other pieces that maybe you're in a better position to take pressure off of both of them and be a better, well-rounded team with Luka, who may be a bit fresher, not doing as much, and Kyrie, you know, being Kyrie. Yeah. I disagree with the idea completely. Because, as as we kind of alluded to to start the segment, have do we know who these guys are? Luka Doncic wants the ball in his hands at all times. Luka Doncic will do practically anything once the ball in his hands is is in his hands. Kyrie Irving can make a lot of plays. They don't fit, and you, know, you can and you can find role players to put next to him, and they won't fit. You know who wants the ball in their hands at all times as well is Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not it, it it doesn't fit. No. I don't I don't question Mark Cuban very often. I don't question his front office very often. This is one of the few times that I absolutely question what it is they're doing. Um so this is one of the big storylines and this is interesting too because Kyrie had several meetings lined up with teams like the Lakers and others. Uh some of them were remote, but he had suitors. I don't know how much they were willing to pay him if they were willing to go up to what what the Mavericks did. I feel like if someone offered him more money, he probably would have gone. But he didn't. He he stayed right right where he is in Dallas. Now remember, he also tried to to recruit LeBron to Dallas. Swing and a miss, my friend. That's not happening. In fact, you were you were reading earlier something he said on on social media about his agent, Rich Paul. Yeah. Uh, from Clutch Sports. Basically just applauding his efforts right now and uh, 
I didn't quite understand the context if I'm being if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, he he was uh, applauding him for um just continuing to be him, H I M, but um. I'm sure he's hinting at a, a few other transactions. I, I think he's trying to allude to the fact that Rich Paul's the best agent out there. Which is also his boy Yeah, from, from high school. Um, LeBron saying on Twitter, and I quote, and y'all still want to question, is Rich Paul is the H-I-M? Lots of crying, laughing emojis, six of them. <laughs> he then says, it says a lot about you if you're not feeling us. I told him less is more. It's plenty of us. Now, keep in mind, um, you know, Rich Paul is um, – this, this is where it gets weird for me. Rich Paul's an agent. Yeah. But I feel like LeBron is speaking as Rich Paul working with the Lakers, which he doesn't. But there are so many players that Rich Paul works with that you wouldn't be surprised – if Rich Paul was working and kind of you know, pulling the strings to go along with what LeBron has said publicly that he's not going to interfere in the Lakers process, he's going to you know let them do what they what they do. Uh, they don't need to do a bunch; just let them do what they do. Yeah. And um, I think he feels like uh, Rich Paul did his job to make sure that all happened. I think that's what this is. Okay. Um, Rich Paul, by the way, also dating Adele. Ah. Good okay. for him. Good, good for, for him. Good for him. Uh, let's say hi to John here at 808-296-1420. John, what's going on? Yeah, Rich Paul is the general manager pretty much for the Lakers, it seems. I don't know. But I'm actually calling about Kyrie. Yeah. So with the, with, with the Mavs, they have, they have to keep him. They, they lost so much to trade for him. And then to, lose him in, to lose him now, they got nothing for it. And where did it go from there at that point? And so... They're kind of stuck, and they gotta pay them. They're probably gonna have to max them, you know, which is really sad because you don't know how 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 committed this guy is, yeah. How long he's gonna last, and that kind of sucks for Mavs, but they kind of dug their own hole by trading for him. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, and, that's yeah. A, that's that's a good point. I mean, but sometimes that's and John, thank you for the call. Sometimes that's also being stubborn. Mm. You know, yeah, you you trade a lot for him, and yeah, you feel like you you can't um, end the experiment after over half a year. And CEOs don't like to admit that they're wrong, right? And that and and you know sometimes that is a big mistake. Sometimes the best CEOs know when they're wrong, That's right? And they know when to fix their own mistakes. Yeah, their greatest asset is also sometimes their greatest liability, their yeah. egos. Mm-hmm. And if they can't get around that. Um, they're gonna they're gonna get penalized and when you look at the Dallas Mavericks right now Josh even with Kyrie staying there they're still not in the top six no, for me for the West so. lucky if they're in the top seven you know like I think the the Pelicans are right there on that same level with them uh, depending on if depending on Zion Williamson <laughs> depending on that is uh, what 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 does being Zion mean oh man. We see you guys on the phone, so we'll get to you at 808-296-1420. Yeah. Um, what Zion is Zion? And who is Zion with at that particular time, too? What a clown show. <laughs> By the way, Zion still has time to make commercials. That's right. Just watched a Starry commercial. Uh, on and NBA post TV. videos on social media of him dunking. 
Oh, I haven't seen those. Yeah. See, I don't have them on a, on alert mode like I do with uh, with Woj bombs. Woj. Um, is that another John? It is another John. Uh, John number two. Thank you for calling in. How are you? This is the Cubs fan, John. Hey. Gotcha. Hey, it's, by the way, I'll, I'll, it's nice to remind uh, the Cleveland franchise who's the boss like we did again today. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, hey, the thing with um, uh, Kyrie Irving and those folks down there is I'm kind of wondering, I'm not sure, I don't know if I agree with this thinking, but I'm just thinking what they might be thinking is that these guys didn't have enough time to play together where they could learn, like, how to do it or something like that. And if they had more time, uh, you know, to develop or something like that, they could, like, learn how to play together better and maybe get, like, another guy. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Denver to repeat anyway. So, you know, I kind of don't mind if those guys don't do that well. But, uh, um, hey, I'm wondering, do you think that uh, the thing with Denver winning uh, puts any – uh, any pressure on uh, Luca because his, uh, you know, the other uh, European guys are uh, are going to the promised land, but he isn't. I, uh, hmm. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, and and part of why, John, thank you for calling in. Thanks, part, John. Part of why I don't think this uh, this puts pressure on Luca is Luca's kind of in his own world sometimes. Luca's Luca's Luca. Hmm. Um, I don't think he worries about what. Jokic is done. I don't think he worries about what anybody else has done. I think he worries about what Luka does. And Luka wants to win, though. To yeah. your defense, John, at the end of last season when the front office made the decision for them that they were going to shut down the season, even though they were in contention in the play-in tournament, you could see the disappointment all over his face. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. And I don't I don't mean to insinuate that he doesn't want to win, um, but I don't think Luke is worried about any other player. I think is I think where I'm trying to go with it. Sure. By the way, um, Bruce Brown, who was with the uh, Denver Nuggets, he goes to Indiana. Uh, that's one of the free agent moves. And uh, Max Struess, by the way, uh, for the Miami Heat to mm. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Whoa, uh, that's one of the news uh, pieces today. And um, Ian Bagley reporting Derek Rose, who was uh, let go by the New York Knicks, the 2011 MVP. Mm-hmm. Wow, 12 years ago, signing with the Memphis Grizzlies. Whoa. Yeah, that's according to SNY. Um, they get a, a veteran point guard, very much a veteran, after winning an MVP That's, still, that's a win to ago. me. You ditched Dylan Brooks and you grabbed um, Derek Rose. Oh, yeah. No, no that's doubt. That's a win. Um, I also kind of wonder what the Grizzlies are thinking Knowing that you don't have uh, Ja, you don't have Ja Morant that's a good, for that's a good quite call. a few games, and Derrick Rose is not filling that void. No, but he is a veteran. 2011 Derrick Rose would certainly fill that void. Yeah, he's a veteran. He's been through a lot of things, and I think if I, I think he could be a good mentor for Ja, mm. because he's you know he's he's been through a lot and he's he's done good for himself. I, I think through that and and uh Derek Rose is a really really good example to me of perseverance. Perseverance is a good word. Also a tough real one is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um I played against his high school. Oh okay. Growing up in Chicago. He went to Simeon. He's from the south side of Chicago. Yeah. You want to talk to somebody who 
knows what it's like to grow up in some of the harshest conditions and doesn't allow it to affect him and his life, or at least on a um, public scale, if we're going to compare him to John Morant. Yeah. I, I like that call a lot, Josh. Um, for everything that D. Rose has been through in his um, basketball career and also just his life, mm-hmm. he could be a, a phenomenal mentor to someone like John Morant. Yeah. I, I, I That, to me, is forget scoring, forget winning. That's actually one of my favorite moves today is uh, is Derrick Rose to Memphis. And I think we asked the question, what does is, what is Memphis do here in the offseason? Also, he went to college at Memphis. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I, that's my favorite right now. Uh, that's that's my leader in the clubhouse of uh, moves that uh, that I appreciate here today. Mm-hmm. Um, texter from the three five four talking about uh, Kyrie Irving a moment ago. Uh, top of the Mavs, they in too deep. <laughs> sort of like Kyler. Mm. I I don't I don't know if the Cardinals are in too deep on Kyler Murray. That's, of course, now a very different sport. But This is um, a make-it-or-break-it year for Kyler Murray. Uh, Shout-out, Kyler, if you're, uh, if you're here, because uh, we saw Steven Sy's tweet today that he was uh, working out at UH. In the Clum Gym. Not even our top-tier gym. <laughs> our top-tier athletic um, weightlifting gym is under construction well, right where, now. Where else is he going to go to weightlift? I just, think go- it's, I just think it's funny that... They, they put him in Clum Gym without air conditioning. It's awesome. You think Kyler Murray was going to go to to a random 24-hour fitness or something? No, no. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying he's not above it. No. That's cool. Yeah. Shout out if you're listening. Uh, one more text from the 815 was mentioning, uh, yeah, Rose can hopefully mentor Jaw and uh, says, love the show, fellas. So uh, thank you for listening in. Yeah, there's there's gonna be plenty more, I think, uh, when it when it comes to free agency stuff, and and I think we still have trades that I think could go down that could change a lot. I think we still need to answer the question about uh, about Portland, and 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 with Portland, Jeremy Grant is back. How much more needs to be done to make Damian Lillard happy? Mm-hmm. So there there are stuff to figure out there. Uh, Texter, by the way, from the five point three. Tell uh, tell him to come to the twenty four hour in Mililani. <laughs> That's I, a good one, actually. Is it really? It is a good one. Okay. Um, Got a sauna up there. Why don't we tell him to come to the one right downstairs? I swear, the one downstairs, <laughs> that sauna is hotter than any other one on on the island. Is it really? Yes. So is is do you get sunburn? Well, not, it's not sunburn, but do you easily burn from that? Not easily burn, but you question your decisions when you're in there. Ah, oh, yeah. Like life. There we go. It's it becomes a mental battle very quick. Texter says uh, Hunter and and uh, and Kyler can steam it up. Um. Next question. <laughs> I don't even want to touch that one. <laughs> no talking story. Ah. You're talking shop. Okay. You're 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 exchanging steam- you're exchanging ideas steam- in the sauna. Steam it up has uh, some other connotations. Get out of the gutter, Hunter just- Hughes. Asking us to go to break. My goodness. And we do it quickly. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. You're 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 uh, you're exchanging ideas and building connections. Okay. In the sauna. Hey, sometimes you uh, you network in the most random of places. <laughs> it's networking is not one size fits all, Hunter. That's true. That's true. 
You want to hear a good segue? I'll I'll let y'all know if I find him in the uh, the sauna or not. <laughs> Keep me posted. Okay. Uh, you you, you want to know a a good segue? Yeah. What's up? You know what else is is hot? Oh boy. What? Summer grilling. There we go. It's at City Mill. Check out their summer grilling event at the Eva Beach Store Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. See demonstrations by specialists from Weber, Coleman Grills, and more, plus food samples, giveaways, and in-store specials. That's at the Eva Beach Store only. Uh, no sauna for you. Uh, need propane? Get a dollar off per gallon of propane at all City Mill locations. Traffic here. It's off the bench. We'll get back to the Mountain West in a moment. It's in Honolulu. What did you just say to me during the break about Indiana Jones? And the Last Crusade was released 34 years ago today. Wow. I was... Please tell me you've watched those. I don't believe I have. Oh, Josh. I I could have. I don't remember. I'm I'm getting lots of disappointed looks uh, here in this room. Liz's jaw is on the floor in the other room. I was two years old. It doesn't matter. It's Indiana Jones, Josh. Hold on. Hold on. Do you have any idea what this sound is? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's, dun, it's dun, dun, dun. the theme song to Indiana Jones. Okay. I know this because, A, George I, watch, Lucas wrote him. I watch TV. Um, okay. B, as a musician, we have played the Indiana Jones okay. theme song. Yep. So It's a banger. I, I, John Williams. It, it is. He never misses. Um. This is also noteworthy because I believe there is an Indiana Jones movie that is out today, right? Yep. The uh, the the final Indiana Jones movie, which they should have put it to rest a while ago. Why? Again, the, me not being the Indiana Jones aficionado here. Why? Um, is it because Harrison Ford's old? No, no. In King uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he went into a refrigerator and they dropped a nuke, <laughs> and he survived it by being inside a refrigerator. That's what I mean. They should have ended it earlier. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I missed that one. Yeah. Um, so you're telling me I shouldn't watch this one? Uh, I Or you're not going to watch that I'm one, not this sure. One. It's a beloved franchise, and they just keep rolling it out there, much like Toy Story. Put it to rest. It was great. What did, what did Toy Story ever do to you? The minute that they made a spoon walk around... In number four, I, I'm I'm done. And Toy Story is number one, my favorite movie of all time, Josh. Number one. Creative, wow. Creatively had more impact on me than any other movie. There are so many directions I really want to go here. Um, I just think whenever the, some of these old school movie franchises, I know this is a sports show, but I got to get off. I got to get on, there, on this lifestyle here. It's fine. Some of these old school movie franchises through the the eighties, nineties, they've turned it into cash cows and continue to roll out new movies, and it needs to stop. The you stories are, stink. You are so lucky we're coming to a hard out here because I have so many things to say. Uh, mention ESPN Honolulu and get the $7.50 special of the Pagoda Restaurant, now located in the International Ballroom. Two eggs, Portuguese sausage and rice or toast, or choose pancakes, waffles, sweetbread, French toast, or omelets. Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 a.m., 
Weekends till noon. For details and menu, visit PagodaHawaii.com. They don't have walking spoons at the Pagoda. Uh, Traffic Sports Center, my conversation with Dennis Dodd next. Folks, we have found Hunter Hughes' nerve. A walking spoon. Thank you, Toy Story. Because uh, they were catering the walking spoon to kids. Not Ugh. not to you, Hunter. Not to you, a grown adult. You're talking to an animation student. <laughs> I know. What did you say during the break of, about equating uh, movies to Michael Jordan joining the Wizards? It wasn't a spoon. It was a spork, and his name was Forky. <laughs> it's literally like Michael Jordan coming out of retirement after the, the one of the best careers in NBA history to just blow on the Wizards. Okay. End it. Go out on top. Be like Barry Sanders. Retire while you're still on top of your game. Yeah. Toy Story 3 was fantastic. And then you give us Forky. <laughs> you know what I think of sporks? The first spork I ever saw was was a KFC. Mm. I think they had them with their bowls. Yeah, with the mashed potatoes. Yeah, haven't uh-huh. seen haven't seen a spork since. Yeah, no, that's right, with their mashed potatoes. Yeah. Those those worked. Um Texture from the 233 VR Zephyr Insurance text line. Toy Story 4 was great. Hunter has a point of Indiana Jones, but Toy Story has not missed yet, according to this texter. And uh, one more today. Uh, my conversation with Dennis Dodds coming up in a few. Uh, texter from the 348. The Star Wars franchise did it right. They killed Harrison Ford's character about two movies ago. Uh, it says, I agree that he is too old for another Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. I literally just told Josh in the break. He did. If you are an actor that was in the first Star Wars. Right. We're talking like 40 some odd years ago. You don't need to be in another movie. There's, uh, we're, we're getting some dissension in the room here. By the um, way, I mean, for, from a technological standpoint, it will be interesting just to watch because I think they've, um, using CG, made him look younger. Yeah, that would be smart. Because, uh, you know, there's there's nothing that looks less realistic uh, like an 80-year-old traversing through tunnels and, uh, and cliffs to do whatever. I don't know. And what happened with Shia LaBeouf? Like the, the hat going to him in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and he was supposed to take over. This he, is over my head. Yeah. Haven't watched it. I know. Uh, All of our guests appear uh, courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. Visit alohakia.com. At Aloha Kia, uh, you know a guy. Earlier today, I spoke with CBSSports.com's Dennis Dodd. The news of the day, San Diego State staying put in the Mountain West for now. And I asked Dennis, uh, what is likely the next play here for the San Diego State Aztecs? I don't know if there's any uh, any avenue in the Big 12. I know the parties haven't talked in weeks. Um, and that would really be their only other um, avenue right now. It was it was all in on the Pac-12. It was going to replace USC and UCLA in Southern California. So I almost think it says more now about the Pac-12 process than it does anything about 
SDSU uh, because they they were all in. I mean, I think they would have they would have come in at half a share or whatever the Pac-12 wanted to offer. But there may not there may not be money in whatever deal the Pac-12 has for San Diego State. Does this necessarily stop San Diego State from potentially waiting? for something from the Pac-12, whatever it, it may be? Or, or is this, like I think you might have been alluding to, San Diego State saying, okay, we're going to commit to the Mountain West. We're not going to be entertaining anything for the near future. Well, you never say never. Look, this is the second time they've done this. They uh, they notified the conference years ago, I think it was 2013, that they were going to the Big East, uh, and then uh, and then came back crawling on their hands and knees when that, that old coast-to-coast Big East Big East thing never worked out. Same thing here. Um, no, you would never say never. I mean, I, I thought they were poised to make a move. Uh, I think they're ready to make a move. I think they would have added to the Pac-12. That's why I say I think it says more about the Pac-12 than it does SDSU. They're ready to go. I want to get to the Pac-12 in a moment. What do you think this says about the Mountain West? Um, right now, they have the one school that once USC and USC leave, uh, UCLA and USC leaves for the Big Ten. They will have the one school that seems to have the closest footprint to Southern California. What does that say about uh, the commissioner Gloria Navarez, the the presidents uh, there on the board, and and the conference as a whole? Well, I think they're positioned really, really well now. Um, they've got a, a national basketball program in San Diego State. Um, they've got in uh, in Snapdragon Stadium, the new football stadium. They've got one of the best venues in the uh, in the country for football. Uh, they have been consistently good in football. They weren't last year necessarily, but I, I and I, I think the biggest thing, not only with the Mountain West, but with Everybody in FBS, the expanded playoff gives everybody a chance now. Um, until further notice, this, this enhances the Mountain West chances. Obviously, it's more, most beneficial for the SEC and Big Ten, but with 12 slots, I got to think the best team in the Mountain West is almost as short of a spot every year. I may be wrong, but, I mean, imagine that. A Mountain West team in the college football playoff virtually every year, that says something. Does this does this put the conference in any potential expansion move here? No, I think the only expansion, and I look, I I don't know for sure, but I think the only expansion they were entertaining was if San Diego State left, and it was going to be really hard to find a school uh, that was going to provide equal value. In other words, would be whatever it was, I think five or $6 million per year in this current deal with, uh, with CBS and Fox. Um, so that, that, that is a road they are glad they did not have to cross for now. Dennis Dodd joining us, CBSSports.com. He's with us here on Off the Bench, courtesy of the Aloha Kia Hotline. Let's, let's turn to the Pac-12. How would you characterize the health of that conference at the moment? Um, it's uncertain. I mean, it, nothing's really changed from the time... Well, a lot's changed, but in terms of health, um, it's still a question mark from the time USC and UCLA announced they were going to leave last, uh, in fact, it was a year ago today, I think, June 30th. Um, we've gone through all these melodramas, iterations, and everything else, and you still now, the, the clock is now ticking inside a year until their current TV deal with ESPN and Fox expires, and they don't have anything. Um, 
you hear from industry sources that they don't think that the Pac-12 has anything of, of substance. And so then the question becomes, if they don't, if they don't, if they don't have a deal with enough money and or enough visibility for the current members to consider staying, then what happens? Um, the Big 12, I wrote today that, you know, the Big 12 is really concentrating on Colorado and UConn, UConn um, for different reasons, obviously. Um, you know, I know there have been direct communications and talks with Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. The school most likely to leave from that group is, is Colorado if they don't like what uh, George Klyavkov is, you know, can deliver. Um, and so you go from there. Does that collapse the league necessarily? I, I think there'll be a. I've said for months that this happened. But I think there will be a, a form of the Pac-12 going forward. Um, it looks like it's going to be ten teams. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if SMU is involved now. Um, you know, if they can't get San Diego State in, well, how are they going to get, um, you know, SMU in? If it if it is about uh, payout and what those teams are valued at, so no, I, I think the best term is just to say it continues to be uncertain at this point. You know, everybody's following you know television, and and I'm curious because I mean, you're seeing this closer than anybody else. How much in college football right now is as it relates to what the Pac-12 is looking at? How much of college football still remains linear television? We want to be on TV and potential resistance to things like streaming, Apple, Prime Video, ESPN Plus, etc. Well, at the moment, uh, linear still rules. And for the li- listeners' sake, linear is when we're talking about broadcast television, mm-hmm. CBS, Fox, uh, ABC, NBC. Uh, we're also talking about traditional cable. Um, you know, ESPN, Fox, FS1, those type of things. That's traditional linear cable. That's what delivers the most eyeballs. That's the, that's where most of the advertisers are. That still rules. Um, we saw that with the Big Ten deal, where they went, you know, heavy on linear with three network partners, NBC, uh, CBS, and Fox, uh, not ESPN. Now, that being said, streaming is coming, and it's coming in a big way. It just hasn't yet. Um, don't forget, I, I, I think over 30% of all the, the content in the Big 12 right now is on streaming, but that streaming is on ESPN+. Plus. If people don't think of that, you know, it's like, oh, I get a subscription for 5 bucks a month and they watch some games. So the significant amount of Big 12 basketball and football it's on ESPN Plus, so it can be done. It will be done, but you still have to have those linear eyeballs, particularly in the Pac-12, where coaches and, and ads, administrators, are in a situation where, okay, the money might be there, but will anybody see us play? And if they can't see us play, how do we recruit? You know, we've seen how that's impacted the Pac-12, even with its existing deal, where the best and brightest talent on the West Coast has been poached. Um, for whatever reason, DJ Uangalele, Bryce Young won a, won a Heisman, Najee Harris won the best running backs in Alabama history. They, they keep leaving the West Coast in droves, and that never happened before, no matter how good the Pac-12 was or wasn't. The best players stayed home. Now they're not. 
Dennis Dodd joining us, CBSSports.com, uh, here on Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. You mentioned the Big 12, so that's that's where I'll go last because I'm, I'm reminded of something their commissioner, Brett Yormark, said to uh, BYU Sports Nation yesterday in which he said, ideally, he'd like to have 14 teams um, even after Texas and, and Oklahoma leave for the SEC and then also said something along the lines of, I mean, not necessarily being solid on that, but looking at the right fit. Um, when you parse through those words, uh, what do you hear from that? Uh, just what I said. I, I think they desire, or he desires, uh, mostly Colorado and UConn mm-hmm. right now. I think UConn is going to be a heavy lift for the presidents in that league to um, to approve, just because the football is terrible and the travel is going to be significant. To you know, to rationalize getting in a national basketball program because that's what Brett Yormark ultimately wants. I think he's on record as saying this. He wants to split the rights fee, rights fees between football and basketball. You know, he thinks basketball's undervalued as a whole. College basketball, and by the end of this current deal, which is seven seven years to go till thirty thirty one, that there'll be a tremendous desire uh, on streaming and elsewhere for college basketball. If the Big 12, which is already the best league annually, has more, better, bigger um, teams, then that would enhance the value of the league. So that that's why he wants that. But there are, you know, there are a lot of roadblocks. Um, I'm not sure um, that everybody at uh, UConn is in tune. Um, they might be. Uh, they might be all on fire to go to the Big 12. I'm not sure, um, and, and leave a comfortable home and in the big East, but you know, we'll see. But I think their biggest, I would say their biggest three targets right now are Colorado, Arizona, and UConn. I'll put it that way. Dennis Dodd's making us smarter today on uh, what has been crazy uh, college football uh, news with conferences over the last couple of months. Dennis, I appreciate your time. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks so much. Dennis and all of our guests appear courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. Visit alohakia.com. At Aloha Kia, uh, you know a guy. Yeah, good to hear from Dennis on that. And uh, I think kind of going back to something we talked about uh, previously, and I think of it not just with, with San Diego State, but any other school in the Mountain West. And we've talked about a few that maybe has been a part of the conversation, conversations that we have had, like UNLV, like uh, to a lesser extent Boise. We've talked about Fresno State for a period of time. It appears, I think, that we now have our sense of realism here, Hunter. Nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. The Mountain West is um, as solid as it has been in a while. And I think today's news, at least for the next two years, um, is a good sign for the conference. It is. And with San Diego State staying put, that they actually help elevate our conference. Mm-hmm. We get to stand on the 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 foundation that they kind of helped raise with last year's birth in the final four um i think that does a lot of really good things in recruiting it um it does a lot of really good things down the road with um potentially a you know a revenue sharing maybe a a different tv deal who who knows what could come with all of that especially with um everything not really happening for the Pac-12. I, I think our positioning right now is is a good one. And um, yeah, I'm really curious to see 
if Hawaii doesn't rethink our positioning in the Mountain West and how we could be more of a contributing factor. In what way are you thinking? Well, in fact, in, save, save that thought. Yep. Tease time. Save that thought because I, I want I want to hear that, but I want to give you the time to go through it. Yep. Uh, what do you get when you combine jocks and food? That's athletes. Join Cole Malsoff on our YouTube channel or ESPNHonolulu.com. See the latest episode where Cole sits down with former UH volleyball player Kanai Akana with some grinds from Asahi Grill. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. Traffic here. I want to pick Hunter's uh, Hunter's thoughts here on uh, Hawaii and its relationship with the Mountain West. That's next off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Sports Center update and another look at traffic is coming up in about eight minutes. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco. Um, all right, let's let's pick up where we left off. You, we were yeah. talking about the Mountain West. Mountain West maybe the most stable it's been in a while. Um, you were saying you'd like to see Hawaii rethink its uh, relationship with the Mountain West. Explain yeah. that one. So because of its strength, the Mountain West, I, I could see them looking to make some moves to improve their strength. And with that, I don't know if keeping Hawaii as a one-sport-only member uh, bodes all that well for us. And so I almost feel like now would be an interesting time to begin dialogue um, from us towards the Mountain West about us becoming more of a... um, a full sport member of the Mountain West. And obviously, people are going to ask, well, what about volleyball? Well, volleyball will unquestionably need to remain in the Big West. because Men's volleyball. Men's, men's volleyball, thank you. That is the... We, we are we are the kings. If not the king, we're one of the kings of that sport. Mm-hmm. So we must remain there uh, to keep up with uh, the brand that we are creating. Some would say if you're the kings, you could be the kings anywhere. If you don't stay in the Big West, you could go back to the MPSF and be a quote-unquote king there. You could. Um, Just uh, Mountain West for sure doesn't have men's volleyball. Um, My my thought is positioning and pursuing a place of strength. I, I would love to see if we could shift that for University of Hawaii and be more than just a one-sport member of that conference. Okay, uh, fair thought. You can uh, chime in on that. Our Zephyr Insurance text line is at 808-296-1420. Paul's dialing in here. I see on the notes, rail and stadium. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Paul, hello. Oh, I actually want to talk about men's sauna. No, no I'm kidding. Men's <laughs> sauna? Yeah. Okay. Boy. You know, before I start, can, can I say, I, I watched the Indiana Jones movie there. There's a huge spoiler. Anyway. There's a huge <laughs> what? A huge spoiler. Oh, okay. spoiler. There's a huge sauna in it, Josh. Oh, boy. So there's a huge spoiler. I, anyway, you got to see it. You, it's going to shock you. It, it's like, it, it has to do with Hollywood and a certain, anyway. You know Harrison Ford, he's going to play the Red Hulk. You know that, right? He's not done yet. Wow. He's going to be the Red Hulk. Rolk. So you're saying Harrison Ford is the movie's version of Tom Brady? Mm. What? No, no. In the next Marvel movies. You totally missed it. Totally, totally missed it. Anyway, rail and stadium. Anyway, okay. So, you know, that opened today. 
this, 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 you want to talk about a game changer? This is the game changer. You know, this thing is on. Rail is on, man. People, you know, people are going to be, I hate to put it this way, they're going to be in accidents on the bottom, and they're going to look up at that rail and going to say, I should have supported it. This ties into our new stadium, West Oahu, our new stadium. They got to get on that. They got to get on that, Josh and uh, uh, Hunter. They got to they gotta start this, and it's because of rail today. This, this is going to change minds from today. People are going to be saying, I want that rail in my neighborhood. It, it's working, man. And that, that's I don't want I'm it saying. in Manoa, my this, friend. The stadium, officials got to wake up. They got to wake up because this, this is the catalyst for all new improvements. I, I leave it to you. God bless. Bless you, Paul. I don't think the rail's coming to Manoa. Definitely not. Um, have you seen that neighborhood? Where, where would you put it? What, what home are you going to? What homes are you going to trample? Yeah. Secondly, let's call it what it is. It is no longer called rail. It is called skyline. Yep. Let's uh, let's. I'm telling Josh that that's a battle you can't <laughs> uh, win. However, we got to skyline. Uh, Too many years of wondering what's up with the rail. But can I can I throw something out there? It's one day. I'm not going to make a big deal about, oh, Skyline works. It's one day. You know what we've already gotten one day? We've already filled up a parking lot in one day. They didn't have enough parking stalls at the uh, Halava Rail Station. So Aloha Stadium had to be used as an overflow today. And you know what? If that happens day after day after day after day, then you know what? That's a fail. If you didn't have enough parking st- uh, parking stalls at one station. But I will reserve judgment on that because why? It's day one. Yeah. My goodness. Um, I'm, I'm glad we're kind of coming up on break because uh, <laughs> that made me boil a little bit. Uh, Sports Center traffic coming up. It's off the bench. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco, ESPN, Honolulu. I can't help it, but uh, listening to our traffic guy just a moment ago, mentioning all of those incidents, three accidents. If we went by Paul's logic, it's because everybody was driving and looking up at the skyline, causing all those incidents. (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Thank you. We'll check on uh, traffic and visibility coming up again in about... uh, (laughs) 12 minutes time. It is off the bench. Can you tell? Uh, we're ready for the weekend. Mm-hmm. We are so ready for the weekend. Hunter's in a tank top. Uh, Let's that's, go. That's how, that's how ready for the weekend you are. It's Aloha Friday, baby. I am uh, I am not in a tank top. I am a Aloha shirt. I'm I'm business cash. Emphasis on cash. Yes. Yep. Um, we'll get back to the NBA, free agency, and the Lakers one of the interesting storylines, not necessarily because of any big names, but just just some of the small stuff the Lakers have done behind the scenes. We'll do that coming up 
in just a little while. But uh, let's go back to something we were talking about last hour. We were talking about the the big story that really affects Hawaii and really affects uh, the Mountain West Conference, mm-hmm. and that is San Diego staying San Diego State staying put at least I think until twenty twenty five is because I don't I don't want to give the impression that San Diego State's here for good. They're not going to look to go anywhere. Um, something could happen. I don't know what because nothing seems realistic. Something could happen, and San Diego State could uh, look around and say, eh, maybe uh, maybe this conference might be interesting to us after all. I don't know what that arrangement would look like. It certainly doesn't appear to be what the Pac-12 thinks it will be. Um, so something, something super would have to come along. And uh, again, I don't know what that is. But I think the bigger thing is of right now, I, th- I think there is a certain status that I think the Mountain West has achieved. Right now, you look at the group of fives. Uh, Mountain West is going to be around tw- is going to be at twelve. Well, not twelve. I'm sorry. Mountain West is going to be at ten still. The American just added six schools after losing three. Yeah, they've added everything from what UT San Antonio to Florida Atlantic. Um, and everything in between, Rice and and, uh, Charlotte and North Texas and and all of that. Um, I think Hawaii is in a position, and I'll go back to what you were saying in a second about um, where Hawaii is at, but I think Hawaii is in a position that's pretty good. Um, I have a feeling if if the conference remains what it is by the time they get to the next rights deal, which I think is in three years, Gloria Navarez told us, and you have the the closest piece to Southern California that any conference has. Yeah. Not the Pac-12, not the Big 12, not the WAC, but you. Besides the Big 10, obviously. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Besides the Big 10. If you have the other Southern California piece, I think that that, that does bring some weight to the conference. Yep. Also, more often than not, if your conference doesn't change, your rights fee usually goes up. It doesn't go down. Rarely ever does it stay the same because it usually goes up for bid and you have other networks that want in, whether it's ESPN, whether it's the CW, whether it's uh, you know whoever it is, the streaming could be, that they want in and they'll, they'll jump up the price because of the bidding. And if you show stability... If you keep everybody around, you're likely going to get more money in your deal. Yeah. More money in your deal. Hawaii is going to get a chunk of a, a small chunk of that. You still got your spectrum deal. You're in a you're in a good spot. And so, I kind of, you know everything today, at least for the next couple of years, is a good sign. That. You're Hawaii. You're not looking around like the old, you know, wax split, and you're not looking around like, um, uh, where is everybody? Where's yeah. everybody going? Why? Are, why are we feeling kind of alone? Yeah, you, know, you don't. You don't have that. You're. You're in a place where, um, you've got strength and stability around you. Yeah. And 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 that's uh that's a good thing. I also think, and I think the only area where I disagree with you is. You know, going to the Mountain West in everything, I, I I think would be good, but I also kind of like what Hawaii has done recently. And and shout out to former AD David Matlin, 
in kind of making sure that the budgets don't get out of whack. And travel can be one of the big things with that. Once you start, you know, basketballs, bas- if, if it were to happen, basketball would make very few trips to California and so many more to New Mexico and Wyoming and, and, and Boise and some of those places. Vegas, oh, why not? Um, but you'd also be sending softball there. You'd also be sending baseball there. You'd be sending, you know, your your Olympic sports that qualify there. Yeah. And it might not sound like a lot when we talk about, um, you know, those airline fees going up. And it's not like airline fees are going down. But all of those build. And they all do kind of rack up a little bit. Rather and, than just being strictly on the coast. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I, I think that is still kind of important, that, that fiscal responsibility, which has been made very important to Hawaii going back to years and years ago when people were making a big deal about the budgets. I think that fiscal responsibility is still important to maintain as as you think about what you're doing. Shout so, out to Matlin, by the way. Yes, exactly. And I think that's one of the best things he did, yep. um, you know, outside of expediting the process for the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. So, uh, you know, in that regard... You know, I, I kind of like keeping everything else in the Big West, you know, to, to keep that relationship and also to manage travel. Hmm. Where, let me shift the question for you. Where do you see the Mountain West moving or not moving now that San Diego State is staying? Could you see them making a move to add a couple other schools in the mix now and maybe expanding their, we, their reach um, east with uh, North Dakota State? Or a Montana before that um, that price jump mm, that that is proposed and is proposed, yeah, from FCS to FBS. You know, Dennis Dodd says no, and 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 I trust Dennis Dodd. I do think, however, that it is not a terrible idea to consider it. Um, you know, what it all comes back to is value. I think value is a a key factor in making these decisions. Hmm. Do, do you get tele, television value by looking up at North Dakota State and South Dakota and, and Montana and Mon, Montana State? Maybe. I mean, a, 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 a continuous FCS power in North Dakota State might bring you that. It's possible. Um. I don't think so with Montana and Montana State and South Dakota. So you you might get some of that with one of those four. I think if you wanted to, I think you gain a little more value with a Stanford and Cal because mm. those are those are brand names and they are travel partners. And you know, I, I think you I think you gain some of it that way. But I don't know that that Cal and Stanford would do that. They're gonna. They would probably stick it out in the Pac-12 for the long haul, um, and see how that conference can can figure it out, and and then from there, if they have to bail, they bail. But I don't. I, that's where I kind of do end up agreeing with Dennis Dodd. I think I think you should explore it. I think you should explore whether it's the right thing. I think ultimately, you'll find that it probably won't. Hmm. And. Um, I think once you realize that, I think you're you're just kind of good where you're at. 
I, I think you know, 10 is okay in, in, in that regard. I don't think you need SMU. I don't think SMU wants the Mountain West. SMU wants something big or, or, uh, or, or nothing at all. Um, yeah, I, I can't see it. Hmm. You can get in touch with us. Our Zephyr Insurance text line is at 808-296-1420. You can also call us at 808-296-1420. couple of texters here. Uh, this is from the 797. San Diego State tried to strike while the iron was hot. Iron cooled quickly. Uh, San Diego State will stay put. Uh, Pac-12 will be a has-been. CU gone. Arizona gone. Dominoes will fall. All that in about seven texts. Uh, yeah, I, I do think... Colorado is gone. You know, the Pac-12 is not going to have a deal for the next three weeks. The Big 12 knows what they have. And I can't imagine that the Pac-12 will have a deal remotely close to what it has. The The thing that came out today basically said, you know, they're, this is like an expedited process. They hope to have something announced by their media days in Vegas in three weeks. And that... Um, there are some linear components, which means there's an awful lot of streaming. Linear compo- components being TV could mean anything. Yeah. It could be sub-licensing. It could be the CW. <laughs> it could be ION, home of the script spelling bee and the WNBA. Um, it, it, it could be anything. Doesn't necessarily mean it's it's good. So because there's so much uncertainty, it then also brings you to the price tag. And everybody's been saying the price tag is going to be kind of low. Then it's going to get lower because you got a couple of lawsuits there. So, I mean, if I were Colorado and you've already had communications with the Big 12, I don't know what you're waiting for. If you already kind of feel like this deal's not going to be very good, why are you hanging around? Mm. Like, have, you know, put, have your regions put a, put a um, you know, a special session, you know, announce it, sunshine laws and all that. Have your special session, debate it, discuss it. And if the Big 12 invites you, take it immediately. I would. Don't look back. Yep. You know, you feel bad for is Colorado State because uh, they're going to be left alone. But, uh, you know, Colorado State, well, like they are now. But um, I, I, I think. I, I don't I don't know what what you can hang on to the Pac-12 for. Mm. They're they're in a really difficult place, and I don't think I don't think anybody can save them. Uh, one more here. This is from the two three three, who says, uh, "Now I can't wait till we face the Aztecs. Our I hope our home game against San Diego State is sold out in a hostile environment, so we send them home with a big L." Hmm. Well. We're going to be seeing a lot of San Diego State now if they're still in our conference because they are going to be on one of our two protected protected matchups. That's right. So with them not defecting to the Pac-12, that means that we still will have UNLV and we will have San Diego State. So um, I hear your text right there. Uh, I was definitely going to let them hear it if they were going to be leaving for the Pac-12. Uh, it's not their fault now. They're staying. Okay, so you're going to behave on the sideline is what you're saying. I'll do my best. Like I said the other day, <laughs> I don't want emails. Be you on your won't best, get any. Be on your best behavior. The only email you'll get is, man, that guy on your sideline, he is funny. 
See, see, now, now I've put on I my like, management. I hat like again. him a lot. My management hat is back on. Mm-hmm. My my host hat is off. My management hat's like, don't cause a problem. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you know I'll be supervising from the booth. Don't do it. Or actually, I'll be supervising from downstairs. There we go. So I'll, see what I'm going to have to do is stand next to you all game long, or at least until halftime. Be like Hunter, don't. Don't chirp at the defensive backs on the other team. Don't do it. I know you want to. I know you're itching at it. Don't do it. I'm going to have to be that guy. Okay. Management hat off. Um, One more text here on a different subject. How about those San Francisco Giants, though? Mm. This is from Grant and I Speak on it, Josh. Yeah. Speak on it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to, didn't want to brag. Didn't didn't want to brag. Wanted to uh, wanted to be that that wholesome host that doesn't eh, doesn't doesn't get too high or too low unless you say something really really cranky about a spork. But um, <laughs> hey, six wins in the last ten games, two back in the West, a win against the New York Mets today. Yeah, I'll speak on that all day. Giants are looking good right now. Very, looking very good. By the way, Giants-Mets tomorrow, uh, 9.30 Sunday at noon, uh, right here on ESPN Honolulu, uh, presented by Midas Hawaii. So you want Giants baseball, you'll have it right here this weekend. All right, uh, coming up, we'll get back to the NBA. And I want to get to the Lakers. They haven't made the big move, but the nickel and diming's been good. Mm. We'll get to that coming up here in uh, just a little bit. But first... Need something this 4th of July? Try Check City Mill because on Independence Day Tuesday, enjoy tax-free shopping at all City Mill locations for in-store purchases. Celebrate 4th of July by paying no sales tax in stores. Need something? Try Check City Mill and citymill.com. It's off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. Right now, look at traffic. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you You know what I need to do this weekend? I need to get on a class, uh, classic rock binge. Nothing more American than classic rock. Yes. All and, uh, and, and hot dogs. A little glizzy for the 4th of July. Glizzy? Josh, you got to get up to like... What, 2023. What, what the heck is Glizzy? Anybody who wants to text in, Glizzy is a nickname for a hot dog. This is absurd. Nope, it's not. It's reality. We're living in it. What? Yep. A Why? Gl- a Glizzy. Why? I think Liz even knows that, yeah? She's ignoring you for a good reason. Yeah. Why? Why on earth would you call an American staple... By just such an offensive name, Glizzy. Let's see who hot came dog, up with this. Glizzy origin. This is this is ugh. a Glizzy is a hot dog. It was originally a slang term for gun in the Washington D.C. metropolitan area, but according to Hip Hop DX, it became a nickname for hot dogs because the length of the barbecue staple is similar to the extended clip of a gun. A Glizzy. You idiots. 
I'm serious. This is this is this is so moronic. Hot dog. It's a standard. It's a staple. Why are we messing with names? I, Why? Why are you people messing with the good old hot dog? Just let the color guy worry about calling it a glizzy. You you can keep calling it a hot dog. You know what? <laughs> Josh, is, I didn't think. Oh, hey, boy. Forky got me today. Glizzy got Josh today. There are some things on this earth. I don't mean to be get off my lawn guy. But there are some things on this earth that I just I, I I I want to take, roll it up in a ball, throw it in a trash can, and never see it again. And this this I don't know what you call it. This is one of those things. Nickname for a hot dog. Oh gosh. People. Stop it, people. Just stop. Just <laughs> stop. Uh <laughs> Didn't think we were going there. No, and I hope you never say that again. <laughs> I, I hope. I, I hope I never have to hear that nonsense again. Because initially, I thought you were talking about a beer. Mm. Initially, I thought you were talking about some kind of alcoholic beverage, and I thought, okay, all right, cool. We're all coming up with new names for things. Mm. Not for a hot dog. The Los Angeles Lakers are making moves. <laughs> Not the kind of big moves that... Uh, you know, you might be thinking when we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, we're talking about um, some of the smaller moves. Now, they do lose Dennis Schroeder. Uh, Schroeder's going to head to Toronto for a couple of years. But um, they do re-sign Rui Hachimura. They are very likely, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, to re-sign uh, 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 D'Angelo Russell and uh, Austin Reeves, hmm. and they're adding to this as well. We'll talk about this coming up in just a little bit because um, I have been kind of impressed with how low-key the Lakers have been, where it is very hard to be low-key, and they have managed to do it. That's coming up here in just a little bit. What do you get when you combine jocks and food? Don't say it. Athletes, join Cole Malsoff on our YouTube channel or ESPNHonolulu.com. <laughs> See the latest episode where Cole sits down with UH volleyball player Kanai Akana with some grinds from Asahi Grill. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. More on the Lakers after Sports Center and traffic. Saturday night's all right for Friday evening. Okay. Yeah. I was listening, what what's Saturday night all right for? What's uh what's what's the plan Saturday night? Ooh. Mm. Josh put me on the spot here. I did because I it happened. Yeah. Let's see. You're gonna Apparently watch, it's not I, eating a glizzy. No. You said it. Uh, what is not watching Indiana Jones? Not watching eighty-two-year-old Harrison Ford? I don't know if I'm doing that. I mean, hey, look. If he uses a cane at any point in time as he is hiking and he is traversing the trails to get to whatever the heck it is, then it's realistic. Yeah. It could. It could work. It could work. But that's not what you're doing. No. <laughs> When I envision Indiana Jones, maybe this is a, a downer, but I envision a bad guy eventually getting him. 
Wow. And him not living till to an old age. Wow. Yeah. You can't don't do that to the guy. Okay. Well. I mean, I guess some stories do have to end, sure, but man. Go up in a blaze of glory. Gosh. Yeah, he has to go out on top. He reaches the goal. The adventuring's done. I'll go uh I'll I'll go home and watch uh To me it's watch. been done for a while. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You uh, just you just arrived at the point. I did. Yeah. I did, not gonna lie. Uh final words coming up here uh in, in just a little bit. Let's talk about L.A. Uh, it is yeah. free agency day uh, in the NBA when things opened up at noon. And everybody's talking about several things. I mean, Draymond's back in Golden State. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is getting a max contract to go to the Houston Rockets. Uh, Kyrie is staying in Dallas. Those are some of the big ones. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, I actually think, have gotten better today. Here's uh, Here's what they have done. And I'm just going to go down the line here. There's some stuff that still needs to be done. Rui Hachimura, three years, $51 million. It's according to The Athletic, so he's back. Uh, Gabe Vincent, the free agent, three years, $33 million, according to The Athletic. He will join uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, Toreen Prince, one year, $4.5 million. That's according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, there is uh, there is more done. Cam Reddish, two-year deal, according to The Athletic. And there is the belief, and I'm sure more has been done a little bit, there is the belief that they could still bring back uh, D'Angelo Russell. There's the belief that they can still bring back uh, Austin Reeves. I mean, low-key depth-wise, the Los Angeles Lakers look like they have gotten better where I think they were most important last year. They were most important last year, not necessarily LeBron and AD, the two most notable names, but when Russell went off for that one game when he scored, like, what, 11 in a row to start the game, when Hachimura had a couple of good games, when Reeves would go off, that's when the Lakers were at at their best. And it looks like Los Angeles has not forgotten that uh, here to open up free agency. Man, I I don't know if they're trying to make room for maybe a not a big three, but just another prominent guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like they are that piece shy from being a contender right now. LeBron and AD can't do it on their own. Mm-hmm. That that much is clear. They don't have they don't possess enough firepower to get past Denver, and. If those guys are healthy, guess what? Denver isn't going anywhere. So, to me, the Lakers need to seriously consider making a move to try to make these last couple of years of decently productive LeBron worth their while. Uh Because, hey, he's only got a couple more years left. Um, So, and the Lakers have... mm, kind of cornered themselves as a franchise that does not just waste time. So, I don't know. I I, I don't think we've seen the end of Lakers making moves this offseason. You know, I I would hate if they did. Um, you know, I, I could see that possibility, but I like what they're putting together. I, I'm kind of reminded a little bit of Denver 
when I think of the Lakers. Mm. The, the only difference is Jokic and, uh, and and Murray are a heck of a lot younger than AD and LeBron. And I think I think to your point, if you had someone a little bit younger of that kind of you know that talent, or at least a little bit less than that, that that could very much be helpful. Um, you know, at, 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 if you lose one, you don't feel like you're you're losing a lot. Um, but I, you know, LeBron has said here in this offseason that he's you know, he's not going to get in the way. He he trusts the Lakers process. It seems like he does. Hearing what he said about Rich Paul, um, you know, on on Twitter earlier today, it it does seem to me like he likes this. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to me like this is such the anti star, you know, name kind of move that it actually kind of works. And I mean, they could be a a nine, 10 deep team. If they can bring everybody back. Yeah. um, They're a playoff team, no doubt. And I think they could be a playoff team, even if they lose either LeBron or AD for an extended period of time with the way they're building this up. Hmm. Maybe a seven seed. Do you do you see these guys that they're adding though being you know franchise level players? Um, you know, just feels like a bunch of role guys to me. When you say franchise level, what what superstars? No, Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, Cam Reddish was in Portland last year. He averaged just under eleven points per game, and I think that's that's kind of what you uh, what you want out of them. Yeah. To to be honest, I don't I don't think you need much more out of uh, out, out of Cam Reddish, Gabe Vincent. Uh, you've probably watched quite a bit of Gabe Vincent here over the last uh, Miami couple of years. Yeah, Gabe yep. Vincent coming from Miami, a role player now uh, in his going to be in his third season. Former Gaucho at UC Santa Barbara, averaged just over nine points per game, thirty three percent from three, role shooter. Um, Austin Reeves is the standout. If they can bring him back. Um, Reeves was amazing to watch. They can bring him back. That's a, that's a good thing, I think, for the Lakers. And then Hachimura was the was the trade ad, and I and I like his um, I, I like his physicality. He, he's got this this weird mix of of physicality yet this uh, this smoothness to him mm. that I that I like about him. And he and he doesn't have to pop off, but sometimes he can he can go a, a little bit overboard offensively, and that's not a bad thing. Um, you put all that together, and I I think you can have something that can compete on a nightly basis. Hmm. You can compete with Denver. I think you can with a with, with a lineup that that doesn't add another star. I think you can um, Phoenix. I think you can compete with Phoenix. I don't trust Phoenix. Yeah, I don't either. With their seven guys on their roster currently, um, one of those guys is probably going to get hurt. Yeah, is his. Um, you're talking about a guy whose uh, whose last name is Durant. Yep. Yeah, it's possible. He's only getting older. He's tall. It happens. Uh, texter, uh, our Zephyr Insurance text line. Scott says, "Josh, I thought you hate the Lakers." No. <laughs> who who gets this idea that I hate the Lakers? I have never said that I hate the Lakers. You don't like the Dodgers. That's different. Yep. Because I'm a Giants fan. Yep. We are we are born and bred. Not to like the Dodgers. Um, I didn't like... The only thing I didn't like about the Lakers is how they handled the Kobe and Shaq thing, but that was a long time ago. But you see, this is what people don't don't understand is 
you know, I, I may not be a fan. Like, I'm not a Lakers fan. But I can give credit where credit is due. I did postseason last year, this last season. You heard me give the Lakers as much credit as I possibly could for what they did to get to the Western Conference Finals. Like, I may not be a fan, but that doesn't mean I'm I'm oblivious. And I will give proper due where it is deserved. And uh, I have liked the direction of L.A. I think right now they're a top five Western Conference team. Mm. Where do you have them? Four, four at best. Okay. Okay. You, so, you have to put Denver in front of them. No doubt. You have to put Phoenix in front of them if they're healthy. I'll do you one better here. Who do you have if if you put the Lakers and the Warriors in front in front of each other right now? Man, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Did, did they go to six games? Was it six games or seven games? I think it was six. I think it was six as well. I don't recall it being seven. Uh, Warriors and Kings was seven. Yeah. Ooh. I I think you do ten series, and you might have five and five between those two. Like they're so evenly matched right there. So I. Honestly, I'd probably put them three and four. That's the thing. Lakers role players getting better. Um, Golden State's been okay. Uh, you know, Chris Paul, and, and they had, I saw NBA TV's list with Chris Paul, and they have Chris Paul as a reserve behind Steph Curry at the point guard position. So, you know, worth noting that when you think of a depth chart in the coming year. But um, Golden State got older to me. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they got better. I still believe the Lakers are slowly getting better. Mm. Not championship better, but slowly getting better. Scott then texts, you don't like LeBron James. That's not true either. I've never said I don't like LeBron James. I've disagreed with some of the stuff he said off the court, but I have never said I don't like LeBron James. Never. Mm. I have consistently said best player in, in, in basketball, even at, at this age. I don't want to hear that nonsense. I don't, know, I don't know what you guys are hearing, but that's not not true at all. Um, there is some free agency news coming down from Woj. Victor Oladipo, Oklahoma City. Interesting. Yeah, they're acquiring Oladipo in draft compensation to absorb his $9.45 million expiring contract. Uh, according to uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, Miami creates a trade exemption of $9.45 million with the deals. So trade exemption, Miami's thinking about doing something, whatever it is that Miami's thinking about doing, they now have a trade exemption to work with. So something to think about here going forward. Interesting. Uh, final words coming up. I, by the way, I do realize um, we didn't do our, our NFL team to watch. We were going to do AFC North today. We'll move that to Monday. Uh, player to watch, and we had actually, I think, tabled it for today anyway. But we'll bring that back on Monday as well. Final words coming up after we take a look at traffic. It's Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. Shohei Otani went yard a few moments ago. 493 feet for Shohei. That's just shy of 500 for kids at home. In case you haven't seen it yet, it looked like it was going to the moon. It did. 
Um, longest home run of his career. Longest home run hit by any player this season. And that's number 30 for Shohei Otani. 5-1 uh, Diamondbacks up on the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, that's on uh, Apple TV. If you've got uh, Apple TV and you have the subscription to Apple TV Plus, that's their uh, Friday night baseball game. So uh, check that out. I'll be, uh, I'll be putting that on my phone uh, by the time I leave here. All right, uh, final words. we got a lot of time for this. Hunter, go for it. Well, since we didn't get to our NFL talk series that okay. we t- tend to try to get to for at least uh, the beginning part of this week. Yeah. Uh, my final words is team to watch in the AFC North. Okay, I guess we'll do that now then. Let's if that's okay it. with you. Let's do it. All right. Um, to me, this is the Bengals uh, division. However, the most intriguing team to me is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. With this new contract extension for Lamar Jackson, with um, everything that they're trying to build their future around him, I'm very curious to see if they're able to um, bounce back and really challenge the Bengals for that division now. Okay. So your team to watch is Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, I'll go with Cincinnati because uh, I think Cincinnati ultimately uh, wins this division. I think both Cincinnati and Baltimore go to the postseason. Um, I, I think, could see that. I think one of those teams ultimately gets the wild card. This division was a lot better a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's taking a, a step back. Cleveland's taking a few steps back. Um, I, I think my biggest question is with all of the hype, I shouldn't say hype, Joe Burrow's earned it. Yes. Uh, with with everything that he's done, um, how many more trips to the Super Bowl does uh, does does Joey have? And uh, I I think, I think that's a high ceiling. You think so? I think the Bengals are a very uh, young team, and uh, they are what the Bills were three years ago. I I I see them going to at least getting an opportunity at a few more. Okay. They're they're a great matchup against the Chiefs. Yes. Especially if you've got a core of receivers like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Um, Figure out that running game to spread that out and let Joe Burrow be him. They've they've got a lot of upside. So, man, I I could see the Bengals battling it out with the Chiefs for, for years to come. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. I do, I'd, too. I enjoy that a lot. Uh, it's good I, for football. I think there are very few teams right now that can say that they could be standard bearers for the next few years. Mm. And I, I think that's another uh, that, that's another place to take uh, the NFL conversation down the road. Standard bearers mean you know what you're going to get from that's right. I, th- I think of Cincinnati, and they're a pretty plug-and-play type of a team. If one of those guys goes down, you make a trade for another receiver or another running back, and as long as like that core is in place with just a couple of them, you can still be successful. I think if if we had to go standard bears and just do it now, um, Cincinnati, Kansas City, I think I would put um, Buffalo mm. in that conversation. And honestly, I don't think I could put a single team from the NFC in, in the standard bear conversation. Not the Niners? There are too many questions with the Niners. And they were very fortunate last year. What about the Eagles? Was that a fluke? 
I need at least one more year to see it. Okay. You know, you, just because you get there doesn't mean that everything changes in the blink of an eye. Yep. So I I I need to take a little time on the Eagles, but that's I, I there's been there's so much change in the NFC, AFC has just been rock solid. Even when the Patriots had fallen off after losing Tom Brady, the AFC has still been pretty good. Mm. Uh, my final words today will be on uh, University of Hawaii athletics because I feel like this week has shown the potential for things to be good. For Hawaii athletics, I think this ended up being kind of a good week. Here's why I say that. I mean, you had the potential that the D1 council could eliminate the FCS attendance. I'm sorry, FBS attendance limit for games, Hmm. uh, which is currently at 15,000. They could get rid of that. I think that's a that's a positive if if they're able to do that. That takes some pressure off of Hawaii. uh, For home games down the road to be able to sell the thing out. Now, of course, you. Still should, yep. uh, but that's that's not the point. And then, of course, the uh, the news today with the Mountain West, I think, is is encouraging um, for anybody. I think I think the basic thing, putting those two together, for everybody that's been like, oh, what's going to happen to Hawaii athletics? You know, all the the doom and gloomers about oh, Division Two or FCS. I think it's uh, this week was a reminder that Hawaii is not in limbo mm. or maybe maybe not a reminder but um an opportunity to be able to show that Hawaii is not in limbo um that the NCAA and some of the stuff that that the council is proposing um may be benefiting um you know schools like Hawaii that have been kind of imperiled after COVID-19 and um in Hawaii's weird situation with the stadium. So this would be the day where I say um, Hawaii fans, it is understandable to have concerns about certain things. It's understandable about winning and losing. It's understandable about facilities. I get it. Absolutely get it. But I think one thing that I don't think you, you can doubt, at least for the next couple of years, as long as everything goes through, the uh, the attendance number and all that. If it all goes through, then I believe uh, one thing you won't have to worry about is the health of Hawaii athletics. That uh, football is not going away from the FBS. Everything else is not going away from Division One. I. I think you can take a couple of deep breaths. Yeah. Relax. Kind of do what I did uh, earlier today. Had a doctor's appointment. Slept right through it. Enjoyed that greatly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a longer story than that, but uh, yeah, you can you can just take a few deep breaths and relax, and uh, um, you can see the future right in front of you. The future has the potential to be good. Yeah, I, I would hope so. I like how it seems like the trend is going upwards for some of the other sports, and really just football. You find your footing there, and we're off and running. Yep, I I think still if if you needed to pinpoint something um baseball's on the rise yep basketball's getting there it basketball is getting there i think the the lack of success in the big west tournament still does stick out though but basketball i i truly believe is uh is is making some moves and uh, I, I given what's leaving in the conference and what's coming back for hawaii 
I I'm uh, I'm I'm positive about what's coming up. So mm. uh, enjoy your weekend, my friend. Thanks, bro. Um, you too. Yeah, I'll I'll try. I have no idea what I'm doing this weekend. Shout out to Liz for uh, making sure we don't kill each other over here. We know that would never happen. <laughs> no matter how much we complain about sporks or um, we can always hug it out. Yeah, in the sauna. Uh, networking happens in the most random of places. <laughs> in your words, uh, steam it up. That was not my words. Oh, that, that was, was that was words, the text. That was the words of a texter <laughs> that led to what was probably one of the most awkward couple of minutes of the history of this show. It was it was up there. Which I believe I played janitor and cleaned up very well. Well done. You can, you can thank me for that. Thank you. Uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons is coming up next. We'll see you at three on Monday. This has been off the bench. Josh Pacheco, Hunter Hughes, ESPN Honolulu.